You're on deck with Ursula Camille, and this is The Triage Room. The Triage Room is a podcast that encourages and empowers listeners to overcome obstacles of pain. Pain is the physical suffering or discomfort caused by illness or injury. When we describe the type of pain we're having, we're really describing the symptoms. Once we identify the symptoms, then we can deal with the root. Welcome to The Triage Room. You're now on deck with Ursula Camille, and this is the triage room. Today's topic, creating your new norm. The dictionary says that norm is something that is usual, typical, or standard. Sometimes our norm gets interrupted with unwanted or uninvited change. Examples are the pandemic, divorce, change in employment or loss of employment, loss of a loved one, or having to move due to circumstances beyond your control. When this happens, it is how we deal with it that reveals if we have a mindset that is fixed or a growth mindset. Tectello shares that a fixed mindset is one that is limited, avoids challenges, and gives up easy. A growth mindset is one of freedom. It perseveres and embraces challenges. If we look at the effects of the pandemic, it has allowed all of us time to reflect and really see how we all deal with unwanted, uninvited change. For some, it has birthed opportunity for business ventures. For others, it's created great loss. Then there are those whose faith has stretched beyond, while others have spiraled into a world of doubt and fear. Now, one may ask, how do you begin to create a new norm in a situation that you have no control over? Let's take a look at Ruth. Chapter one, verse one through three. Now, it came to pass in the days when the judges ruled that there was a famine in the land and a certain man of Bethlehem, Judah, went to sojourn in the country of Moab, he and his wife and his two sons. And the name of the man was Elimelech. And the name of his wife, Naomi, and the name of his two sons, Malan and Chilean, Ephrathites of Bethlehem, Judah. And they came into the country of Moab and continued there. And Elimelech, Naomi's husband, died, and she was left and her two sons. If you're having to create your new norm, whether it be because of the pandemic, divorce, loss of employment, losing a loved one due to untimely death, or having to move because of circumstances beyond your control. Begin by assessing what do you have left? If there is something left, there is something next. All is not lost. Let's look at verse four. And they took them wives of the women of Moab. The name of the one was Orpah and the name of the other Ruth. And they dwelled there about 10 years. So we see there was a loss and then there was a gain. Naomi lost her husband and her, and her two sons lost their father. Then Naomi gained two daughter-in-laws as each son took on a wife. Let's look at verse 5. And Malan and Chilean died also, both of them. And the woman was left of her two sons and her husband. Then she arose with her daughters-in-law that she might return from the country of Moab. For she had heard in the country of Moab how that the Lord had visited his people and given them bread. 
Wherefore she went forth out of the place where she was and her two daughters-in-law with her. And they went on the way to return unto the land of Judah. Naomi is going back to her people. Naomi was in this unfamiliar position in life. She was now a widow and had lost both of her sons. The dynamics of her family unit changed within 10 years. Sometimes when you find yourself in an unfamiliar position in life, going back to your tribe, your family, to get your love cup filled is beneficial. It gives you time to think about what your next step should be. It also gives you time to be reminded that you're not alone. There are those who love you. You come from something good. You can have the time to reflect and gather yourself. Let's take a look at verse 8 through 14. And Naomi said unto her daughters-in-law, Go, return each to her mother's house. The Lord deal kindly with you as ye have dealt with the dead and with me. The Lord grant you that ye may find rest, each of you, in the house of her husband. Then she kissed them, and they lifted up their voice and wept. And they said unto her, Surely we will return with thee unto thy people. And Naomi said, Turn again, my daughters. Why will you go with me? Are there yet any more sons in my womb, that they may be your husbands? Turn again, my daughters. Go your way, for I'm too old to have a husband. If I should say, I have hope. If I should have an husband also tonight and should also bear sons, would ye tarry for them till they were grown? Would you stay for them from having husbands? Nay, my daughters, for it grieveth me much for your sakes that the hand of the Lord has gone out against me. And they lifted up their voice and wept again. And Orpah kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth clave unto her. One stayed and one left. Sometimes on the path of creating your new norm, some will go back to what is familiar to them and others will remain with you on your journey to creating your new norm. Even though Naomi may have been grieving the loss of her husband and and two sons, she still was wise enough not to allow the pain to blind her from giving a disclaimer, which revealed who genuinely wanted to go with her just for her as a person and not for what they thought they could get from her. When there is a life-changing event, we should be mindful of making a life-changing decision. One should not make the decision from an emotional place. Not asking the right questions or giving a disclaimer to reveal the heart and motive of people that want to go with you on your next move can cost you more later, rather than you just addressing it all up front. Naomi knew better than to take dead weight that worshipped other gods back with her to her people. So she took the time to make it real clear. She laid it all out there. To those that want to go tag along with you and go where you're going in hopes to gain. You have to give it to them straight like Naomi did. Let it be known. I have nothing else to give you in the same category for what you had before. I'm done. That season is over. So if you think that is what you're going to get from me, you're sadly mistaken. You might as well go back where you came from. So Orpah went back to her people and to her gods. But Ruth clave unto her, which means to stick, stay close, be joined together. Let's take a look at verse 15 through 18. 
And she said, Behold, thy sister-in-law is gone back unto her people and unto her gods. Return thou after thy sister-in-law. And Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave thee or to return from following after thee. For whether thou goest, I will go. And where thou lodgest, I will lodge. Thy people should be my people and thy God my God. Where thou diest, will I die. And there will I be buried. The Lord do so to me and more also, if aught but death part thee and me. When she saw that she was steadfastly minded to go with her, then she left speaking unto her. Sometimes you have to see who is genuine in their wanting to go forward with you, which may be a familiar territory for you, but unfamiliar for them based on culture. Ruth was serious about her intentions and willing to adjust herself in a strange land and be around strange people and serve the same God as Naomi. Verse 19 through 22. So they two went until they came to Bethlehem and it came to pass when they were come to Bethlehem that all the city was moved about them. And they said, is this Naomi? And she said unto them, call me not Naomi, call me Mara. For the Almighty have dealt very bitterly with me. I went out full, and the Lord hath brought me home again empty. Why then call ye me Naomi, seeing the Lord hath testified against me, and the Almighty hath afflicted me? So Naomi returned, and Ruth the Moabitess, her daughter-in-law, with her, which returned out of the country of Moab. And they came to Bethlehem in the beginning of barley harvest. One must be careful how we see and describe the season we're in. Naomi saw herself as leaving full and now returning back to her people as empty. She lost her husband and two sons, one daughter-in-law who went back to what was familiar, yet Naomi was left with her health, one daughter-in-law, and they entered into Bethlehem in the beginning of the barley harvest. Sometimes we have to take a step back. And look at things with the right lens, not through the lens of pain, but while in the midst of pain, see through the lens of faith. Hebrews 11 and 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. In chapter 2, verse 2, Ruth spoke of the grace she would find in his sight. She positioned herself by faith first, going with Naomi to a place she was not from and went to a field she had not been in before. Ruth did not mind working. She didn't waste time. She went straight to work. Boaz saw her and in verse 11 through 13, Boaz acknowledged what she went through, what she sacrificed, how she chose to be where she was with Naomi and left her native land and its gods. Boaz then spoke a blessing over her. He comforted her and spoke to her heart. His comforting caused Ruth to sigh, breathe strongly. Or we can also say, She was able to exhale. Let's read chapter four, verse 13. So Boaz took Ruth and she was his wife. And when he went in unto her, the Lord gave her conception and she bare a son. Here we see that Ruth got married to Boaz. They then had a son, Obed, which means serving and suggests the life of serving and devotion. Having Obed allowed Naomi to become a nurse to Obed and help in caring for him. Naomi gained without having a husband and two sons what she did not have with her husband and two sons. She then gained through her daughter-in-law, Ruth, which was a grandchild. 
Naomi decided when she lost her husband and two sons that she would go back to her people. Ruth decided after she lost what was close to her, which was her husband Malan, she would go back with Naomi. And both together, they entered into a new norm. They both in their own way decided to create their new norm after suffering a great loss. Creating your new norm may require that you have to reposition yourself after suffering a great loss in order to receive a great gain. Here's my moment of transparency. Like many, I myself have had to create my new norm more than once. I know what it's like to have to create your new norm as a result of divorce. I know what it's like to have to go into a new job you know absolutely nothing about. I also know what it's like to lose someone you love due to an untimely death. Losing my brother in 2002 at the age of 26 was devastating. The pain that came with losing him was so great and seemed to be unbearable. During my time of grieving, I realized that just as I was feeling the pain of losing my brother, my sister was hurting and in pain as well from losing her brother. And my parents were hurting and grieving too from losing their son. Though my sister and I grieved the loss of our brother, our parents grieved the loss of their only son. Our father suffered the loss of his male seed and our mother suffered the loss of the son of her womb. This was the beginning of me creating my new norm of being more sensitive to the pain of others. The passing of my brother changed the dynamics of our family unit. We had to create our new norm because now where we once were a family of five, we became a family of four. It was painful. Very painful. What did life look like? What were we supposed to do then? What was Christmas? What was Thanksgiving? What were holidays going to be like now? But I remember my father calling us to have a family meeting because we were just all in this place of stagnation, just stuck, numb, hurting. And I remember my father saying, we got to keep living life. We got to keep moving forward. And none of us knew exactly what that looked like. But we all began to create a new norm in our own way, collectively as a family unit and then individually. I started a new job. You know, um, we all just had to come up with some type of way to create a new norm in order to, and no, and there's no, you just don't know what that looks like. No one really can say, well, you create your new norm. You should do this. It all depends on where you are and what you're dealing with. Because everybody deals with untimely death different. It hurts. You grieve, but you process it different. And how I process it may not work for the next person. It all comes with, you know, maybe you don't have the tools or, or maybe the tools that I use may not be the tools for you. It's like telling a, 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 a handyman, you know, who uses a hammer or telling a plumber, 
who's going to use a pump. It's like telling a plumber who uses a, a plunger to, to unstop something, use his hammer instead. Well, the hammer's not going to work for him to unstop it. So who am I to tell you, well, this is how you can, can, can create your new norm, your way of creating it all depends on the tools you have, the tools you've acquired over the years, how you built, how you designed, where you plan on going, what, what it is you, you want to do, your direction in life, your journey, your purpose. There are some things that are kind of like blanket for everybody, you know, okay, keep having a faith. All right. But how do you do that? Ruth one, one begins with now it came to pass in the days. This expression denotes impending trouble followed by deliverance and a happy ending. If we look within the word challenge itself, we can find the word change. When life comes to visit with challenges, let us look within the challenge and see the opportunity for change by having a growth mindset to create our new norm. So we too can say, now it came to pass. When we're faced in life with the interruption of unwanted, uninvited change, just like Naomi and Ruth, we should continue to move forward. I encourage you to embrace the challenge, have faith, trust God, and begin to create your new norm. Let us pray. Father God, we come to you in the name of Jesus, Lord, just to say thank you. We thank you for life, health, and strength. Father, I ask you that those that are listening right now, Father, that whatever their situation is, God, that whatever position they're in, the crossroad in life, God, whatever they're faced with in creating their new norm, that, Father, you give them the strength to keep moving forward, that they don't quit, they don't give up, that they rise up, Lord, and begin to walk forward, that they won't be stagnant in the season that they're in. The time to create their new norm, God, they will take the opportunity in its place, God, of being challenged, and they will look at the change that's necessary, that's needed for them to move forward. So, God, we thank you for this time, God, in the name of Jesus. I cast out sadness. I cast out depression. Those that are in a place, God, that are confused, I ask you to give them clarity in their thought process, Lord. Give them strategy and knowing which way to go. For your words are the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. The Father, all they have to do is trust you. For your words is trust in the Lord with all thine heart, not to thy own understanding. And all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. So, Father, we thank you right now for the direction that you're about to give. I bind up the spirit of confusion. I bind up the spirit of fear. I cast it out now in the name of Jesus. Doubt, fear, confusion go in the name of Jesus I thank you right now father and I praise you and I glorify your name for you've not given us a spirit of fear but a power of love and of a sound mind that right now father even though they may be facing the most challenging time in their life that God they will look at this time as an opportunity for growth an opportunity for change an opportunity to do something different God I thank you Lord that even the lemons they've been given in life God that you will give them God the grace to be able to make lemonade out of it whatever the enemy sent to them to be sour in their mouth that bitter taste lord i cast that that bitter taste in their mouth the thing that left a bad taste in their mouth the thing father that wasn't pleasing to them lord mm. 
that now, Father, they find peace. They find peace in the name of Jesus. Peace in their heart, peace in their mind, peace in their spirit. And everything that is not of you, God, I cast it out now and send it back to the pit in the name of Jesus. And I speak the fruit of the spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against us there is no law. God, please let them understand what it is, Father, that if they have something left, that there is something next. If there is something left, there is something next. All is not lost. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you for joining me on deck in the triage room. To get the music you hear in this podcast or to stay connected, visit my website, UrsulaCamille.com. That's U-R-S-E-L-A-C-A-M-I-L-L-E.com. Sign up on my email list, get merch and more. Have an area of pain you want to address in the triage room? Send your email to thetriageroom at gmail.com. I'm your host, Ursula Camille, signing off. Be blessed. One touch in your life change. Did you know that Jesus reigns? One touch in your life change.